episode eight. Texas survived the Mad Hatter down in Austin against the mighty Kansas Jayhawks, and we've got the TCU Horn Frogs this week up in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got a few things to get into first. John, it's been like ten days since we've last spoken. How are you? Yeah, no, it's good. It's been a while since you and I've talked. I don't know if I like this, but yeah, it's it's Thursday when we're recording. We usually don't do this, but uh, a certain team had distracted me for the last few nights. So yeah. So how? Um, what have your emotions been like in the past past since I last talked to you? Well, um, awesome wedding in Colorado. Shout out to Maddie and David and everyone else that was up there. Really cool time in Aspen. Um, really stressful having the UT game on and the Astros game on while that wedding was happening, but we, we persevered. Thank you for rising wireless. Um, and, uh, awesome wedding. Aspen's cool place. Um, then the last few days have been pretty depressing. We're not going to talk about it, but we are, um, we're not dead yet, but it's not looking too good for a certain baseball team in this area of town. So, um, but, we are on to uh, Beers and Steers. It's, I mean, again, it's been, what, how many days? Ten days, you it's said? It's been like ten days. I mean, we recorded yeah. last Monday. so I kind of yeah. feel like we had a bye week. I don't know why. It just feels like it's been so long. But I mean, you know. yeah, we need a bye week bad because of how injured this entire team is. But We do have one after TCU, correct? Yes, we do have a bye week next week, and Beers and Steers also has a bye week next week. Yeah, so. we very much need it. We need to charge the batteries. <laughs> Shift everything to neutral. Kimasabi needs to get some salt, some flavor. Yes. But, um, okay, let's get Do any voicemails this year or this week? Uh, we've got one. It's kind of a gambling, really centric one, so I'm probably not going to play it. Sorry. Well, we will have a great random phone call here in a bit. Oh, we've please, got a good one lined up. Please listen. Uh, please through line up. If our... anyone likes uh, knowing what well, I won't even tease it because it's going to be that good. I, I, we're, I'm confident in it. I'm uh, currently texting our victim and he has no idea it's gonna be great but anyways let's get into it the kansas game i'm so glad i didn't go to this game for various reasons i was not able to john obviously had the wedding um i will say talking to people who went it sounded like it was more crowded than people thought it was going to be which is good for a kansas game but like it, I also heard it was really quiet, obviously, in the fourth quarter when you give up 24 straight points. So, I, I don't know. I'm. It's a little torn between, like, obviously the way the game went really just kind of puts a damper on all of that. It's the Kansas game. It's not going to be a good environment. I hate to – I mean, that's, I know, just, but the, like, that's just the way it is. And we I, – I mean, I had a picture sent to me of the student section again. It was not very crowded in the corner. So, I'm very much ready for that south – west excuse me southeast corner to be demoed over this off season so that they can continue on with the project yeah it's gross but whatever the the other thing just i'm i don't know why i don't even like talking about this like media shit but it happened two weeks in a row and what? herman giving the other team or we in general giving the other team bulletin board material i didn't even notice him saying it in real time when herman was like Hey, like we have a, we we play a game this week? Like question mark, you know? And the quarterback for Carter Stanley for Kansas, who I also had forgotten was the guy who beat us in 2016. Um, he was like t- obviously so offended by that and was like, "Yeah, I like a lot of those guys on that sideline, except for one coach." It was like, why why do we keep why do we give the other team a more of a reason to win this? You're, Wait, you, who said that? The Herman said that about Kansas, and then the quarterback after the game was like freaking out, like 
very pissed. And the receiver, that number one, I can't remember the receiver's name, but he was like saying the exact same thing too. Well, what did Herman say? That he, are we playing a game? He was this like, week? I think we play a game this week or something like that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. Nobody really noticed it, I guess, because I was kidding. I mean, he's kind of right. But when did, he, when did he say it? Was it like right before the game no, started? Or? Yeah, it was his press conference, I think, on Monday. Oh, Jesus. So he was like obviously deflecting the OU questions or kind of, but I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, it's just a sign of like a mentally weak team. And there's no point in doing this. We're better. We, we should know better than this. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen it yet this week, and it's Thursday, so we probably won't, which is good. It's just one thing, little things like that that you pick up on. It's like, is this team really faltering? And then there's all those, like, stories that have come out. See, past- I, I don't, like, I, I really read into that stuff. Whenever a team struggles, there's always going to be rumors like that that come up. And I think it's, it's – I don't think it's a coincidence that it happened to be this week. Everyone's just freaking out after two bad weeks of football that – all of our guys are going to want to leave. And if anyone wants to leave, that's, uh, you know, that quick on their decision-making, I don't really want them on our team. So. Yeah, there was reports that Jake Smith was thinking about transferring, which is crazy. Like, he was literally running the Wildcat this last week and is tied for, I think, fourth in the Big 12 in touchdowns. Has more touchdowns than Jalen Rager, who is an absolute freak. Um, and then there was reports that Eagles missed a couple practices yeah, they didn't really know why. Well, he was back at practice yesterday, and I'm pretty sure they'd walk through today. Yeah, they'd walk through today, and he was at that too, and was quote unquote happy. And yesterday was his birthday too, so happy birthday, Brendan Eagles. Stories are just non-existent. We we had a guy decommit, but like that's that was the was only Javon Shepard. Oh, John Javon Shepard went in the transfer portal too, but I mean, yeah. I could have told you that like when he signed, that guy was a nut during his recruitment. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that guy. It's just a very – it's the middle of the season. You struggle. It ha- like you said, it happens every single time, every single time, every single year. But yep. whatever. I voted my boy Kicker. I'm Dicker. Dicker the Kicker. Yeah, your boy. I, I mean, I can't, he better be in New York at the end of the season or I'm going to be pissed. Like, uh, yeah, we'll see. He's got to – I mean, I mean, I knew when we went down by whatever it was, by one or whatever, I, I was like, you know what? Sam's going to get us down there. And I thought it was going to be a much harder kick for Dicker, but like when they got it in and, you know, went forward on the, with eight seconds left, I was like, okay, now it's like too easy for Dicker. But I thought it was going to be like a really sick, like 50 yarder when we first caught the ball. Right. Yeah. No, I, I was kind of scared about that, honestly, but going, going to the North though, huge having the wind behind your back in that stadium and you know, the South end zone is so open right now. Kicking in that direction has not been Dicker's, uh, uh, I guess forte this year. Yeah, so that's true. Um, all right, let's get actually into some gameplay. Um, we'll start with the offense because the we were talking about beforehand, like we just don't know where to go with the defense. We've said so many things the past couple of weeks, but we have a defense. Yeah, we'll get it. Let's start with offense. Okay, what? Okay, I feel like I ask this every week. What were what was your overall impressions of Sam's play? I mean, I based on your question, I know what your answer is going to be, but you know. I see the last drive, honestly, and that just like makes me happy that he's able to do um, do that and lead that kind of drive, which is huge. I mean, he ended up with almost, or actually, yeah, almost 400 yards. Yeah, one yard uh, away. The interception was like, what in the what the hell, Sam? I know. Um, that was like freshman year, Sam. Yeah, that was exactly. That's exactly what I thought. He doesn't make those kind of mistakes. That's no, that's what's weird. He um, hasn't. You know, I, I just don't necessarily 
he had he played a good game. I just don't necessarily like. It's hard to say that when you when your team barely beats Kansas, right? So it's just you know he threw for four hundred, almost ran for a hundred. That's still pretty impressive. Right, and that's with three sacks too. So I think he might have technically ran for a hundred. Right, um, right. When you take those out, but yeah, I don't know. It, the the interception was just so gross and disgusting, but it was so uncharacteristic. That's probably the worst throw he's made. I don't know that one pick against Maryland last year, but up until then, that's probably the worst throw he's made. In, you know, in the past however many months. So I guess you got to give it to him. The guy made a pretty good play, and he was a full extension. You know, whatever, good tracking on the on the coverage, but still, um, he he bailed us out of a couple big third downs. I will give him that. He used his legs in the second yeah. half, yeah, really, really well. And Kansas had no answer for it. So as long as he can do that, yeah, and still drive down and get the game winning, you know, whatever, set him up for the game winning kick. I guess you kind of have to say that it was a good performance, but I just think that stat line is a little inflating of how is like what he truly did on the field. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we did put up 630 yards of offense, which is impressive. I mean, it is Kansas and it was the most points we've scored all year. So, I mean, he did have, he did lead the offense pretty well. No turnovers, correct? Like we didn't force any turnovers. Yeah, true. I mean, the Turning the ball over and the interception and then the, you know, not putting salmon on those fourth and whatever. So uh, it was yeah. frustrating, but overall I think he did a pretty decent job of leading the offense. But again, it's just like, so it's like a black cloud over any good and good performance in this game, just based on the overall, I mean, the, the outcome. So, right. Exactly. But thank God. I mean, when we, when we went down, I just like had a like flashback oh. when you and I were sitting at your ranch two, yeah. three, three years ago now. Three. Um, and it's just like, wow, this is actually happening. Like, of course. And then obviously we know what happened, but that one hit a little harder. I don't know why I just felt a little more ominous, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Um, that, I mean, the, I think that was the more, the even like most frustrating part about the interception was like, we just drove down, scored yeah. a touchdown to go up stopped and then them. we stopped them even after like that really bad PI. Yep. And they still, I think they went like three and out penalty get a new first down three and out and then you get you yeah you force him to punt and then it's like the first play it's just a bad rpo read it's like yep dang it like that was the one like we could have if you hand that ball off 10 times in a row we might put this game away yeah we just couldn't do it the whole game which was weird i always like i kept thinking like what is what do you think it must have been like being tom knowing that okay my predecessor got fired for losing this team like, yeah. I need to freaking figure this out. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I never even thought about it like that. That's yeah. So let's uh, let's jump to your boys on the offensive line. I thought it was it was a weird day. I, Cosme wasn't his best. Um, he got beat on the outside a couple times, which is concerning. They they gave up three sacks again, which is not great. I guess it's better in nine, but like still, <laughs> that, that one guy three, for three versus Kansas is like the equivalent of nine versus OU, though. That's a good point, but. That one guy, what's it, it's like number nine or something. He's kind of like an outside linebacker. He's actually pretty good. Um, the inside three, you know, uh, Braun, Shaq, and Angelou, Angelo, I still don't know how to say his name, has been kind of beat up by some – obviously the Gallimore for OU is good, but Kansas doesn't have anyone that's that good, and, like, they've played much better. They're still kind of getting worked by them. I guess, you know, Keontae had over 100 yards, but – 
I don't know. I didn't see dominant O-line play like we had seen the first couple of weeks. Kershetter yeah. actually played pretty well, I thought. But, yeah, I didn't see the dominant like you know push on the line either for a right. much a very inferior, um, <clears throat> excuse me, inferior defensive line that they were facing. Yeah, I don't know. I need to see they need to come out and really just kick someone in the face for me to go back on them. I'm, t- I I look like an idiot for just completely, you know, sour them. over them. Yeah, the first couple of weeks and then the past couple of weeks they've just absolutely shut. They didn't even look good versus Rice, and you were like, oh, they're so good. <laughs> They didn't look bad against Rice, but like they, it was. They didn't dominate. Considering you your opponent, you. yeah, they didn't dominate. Yeah, yeah okay, I get what you're saying. All right. Um, uh, what, what did you see, like receivers, Keontae? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I didn't see anything truly breathtaking. No, I mean, you have your standard Devin Duvernay with 100 plus yards and two TDs. I mean, he, he, like Sam did a great ball. Yeah, did a great job of getting that ball out to him. Um, it was a typical Cade uh, Brewer getting his catch and whatnot. Yeah, this that guy cannot score a touchdown catch. though. Other yeah, that, that was weird. Like, I don't know. I feel like right when he called, I was like, oh, he's in for yes, sure. Yes, no, I said the exact same thing. <laughs> um, who else? Who else? We, um, for some reason, it felt like we didn't throw the ball to that many people during the game. I don't know. They, I guess they didn't spread it out as much. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, Duvernay, Johnson, Eagles, Brewer, Smith, and then Keontae had two, you know, like dump offs. So, yeah, yeah I guess not considering – you know, usually Mike Davis or not Mike Davis. Good Lord, Stuart. What is I'm all good. I'm all fine with John Burt not getting any yeah, catches. John like, Burt and uh, what's you see name? Malcolm Epps gets some every once in a while. Right. Um, they've been throwing it to Washington. I think his name is Nate Washington. Marcus, for, nice try. Yep, Nate. <laughs> I'm, I'm now going to call him Nate for the rest of his career. <laughs> Your name is Nathan. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you're, you're right. They didn't spread it out as much. But CJ had a good day. It's nice to see him like completely healthy. We obviously need that so much. But yeah, it, it was a good day for the offense. Keontae had over 100 yards. Roshan did a great job of you know giving him a couple of rests. Um, and uh, Roshan's underrated in pass pro too because he's just like such a dog, and you can put him anywhere, and he's gonna give it everything, which is awesome for a running back. But was- yeah, I don't know. It was so weird, like, on our offense, how we scored 14, like, that, or 10, like, you know, whatever it was, so quick. And then it's like, I feel like our offense just kind of, like, lost a lost a tire, you know? It just – Yeah. It was weird. I, I, 14, I yeah, 14 nothing, and then they didn't score again for, like – Touchdown, touchdown, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, punt, touchdown. They went, no they went scoreless from, like, the – basically – middle of the first to almost the end of the second quarter. Yeah. That's no. a yeah. lot, you know. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, especially when one of those is the the downs with the Jake Smith. Getting, was it Jake Smith? Yeah, Jake Smith getting stuffed on the 50. Yeah. Weird play call. I didn't like it. And why are you – if you're going to, like, pull out the Wildcat, why are you saving, why are you using that against Kansas? Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. Like, also – why not put Sam in there? You're not f- fool- fooling anyone. Everyone in the entire stadium knows who's getting the ball when it's fourth and whatever with Sam. Yeah, and our offensive line like wasn't necessarily, you know, crazy thing. So. I think we're now like four and like twelve on fourth downs this season too. Mm, that's not good. I will say one very, the probably the most positive from the offensive um, play on Saturday was they were nine of fourteen on third down. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, that's definitely promising. That's kind of what you should do versus a, a Kansas. Right, yeah, and absolutely terrible Kansas. And like you said, the 600 yards, that's big. Um, well, 
on the other you, side, you put up fifty points. That was nice. Put up fifty points. Two of those were off of a uh, block kick, but still, on the other side of the ball, do we have to? I don't know. I honestly thought about just like completely glancing over it, but okay. I'm going to start with this. Is there one healthy defensive back that we have this week? Yes. Well, Who? like, oh, oh, I get what you're saying. Who has not gotten hurt all season? Yes. Okay. BJ Foster does not look healthy out there. No. Well, he's been hurt, and like both of his shoulders are supposedly hurting bad. And Brandon Jones went out in the game. Did he come back? Uh, no, but he's back this week. Okay, good. To answer your question, no, we do. I think no. Anthony Cook went out for a little bit one game. Golly, I mean Kobe I Boyce. Think, I, I think Kobe Boyce is the only defense player who's not missed a snap due to injury. He might need to. He might need to get. Which hurt. is probably not a good thing, you know. Yeah. So this week we'll have B. Jones. We'll have B. J. Foster. We'll have Anthony Cook. We'll have Deshaun Jameson. Um, I know they said Green's uh, back. Green Green is back. They haven't announced it, but he's back. Um, and then that uh, Stearns is not back. Stearns correct? is not back. They're hoping he'll be back next week. And obviously Josh Thompson's out for the year. Josh so Thompson's gone for the year, sorry. You're going to get like Moore or someone like that just to step up. And, I mean, he played a lot, but like yeah. he didn't do much. And they're Dude. playing freaking David Gabenda. I don't know what McCulloch's at. I feel like he's kind of gotten lost because he's just hadn't played that well. But like you need the depth at this point. Bad. <laughs> Is Overshawn hurt, or am I making no, that? No, no, he's playing, but he's still. I don't think he's 100 percent healthy. Like, yeah, it didn't look like it to me. He's not right. hitting as hard, and same with BJ, and same with Chris Brown. So, you know, I think we both can mutually agree we're not going to go into the analytics of each uh, each player and, and their performance in the game because it's just not even worth it. But I think the concerns are, and a lot of our issues. And on defense are obviously coming from the lack of health on defensive backs, which was already lacking experience from the get-go. So that definitely doesn't help. But the most evident thing, and it's just even the first question Tom Herman received is, how can you create a pass rush? And so, I mean, that is I mean, what we have truly missed. And we just, without Hager, I hate saying that, without Hager no, and without, dude, no. without Chuck, we have not been able to produce anything. So Without a minute, Hager did nothing. Hager actually produced some pressure every once in a while. Mm, it may have been like uh, 20 know. yards past the fucking ball, but he at least got up there. I mean, the only guy I ever see in the backfield is Keandra. Yeah, no, I mean, in Osai, when he is playing like a true outside linebacker kind of DN with his hand-up role, yes. but they they can't – you can't you, – you almost need him in space for tackling purposes because you can't waste him almost sending yep. him off the edge. And no, I agree. The the like blitz, delayed blitzes from safeties way back, sending Juwan Mitchell just randomly up the middle of the, at the offensive line, and he just gets absorbed. Doesn't really work. He got one big hit on Stanley. I will say that. But yeah, you're right. The the lack of a pass rush and the lack of a creativity from Orlando to create like a blitz package is just so frustrating to watch. And it's compounded by the leading the nation in missed tackles and almost about to break the record for most pass yards giving up, given up um, per game in Texas history. So DB. yeah, we are, we are currently ranked 119th in the nation um, out of 130. Who, those who do not know that uh, not the worst in the big 12. Thankfully, Kansas is two spots behind us. Mm. So thankfully Sam was able to keep us from not being in last place in the big 12 in terms of defense. Um, 
but I mean, I don't I, the missed tackles and the. I mean, is, are we complicating it too much for our players? Or are we just not that athletic on defense this year? I don't know. I, I've seen like people even on like I saw like even A and M people like they're like not not taking digs at Texas, but because they're like we our players do the same thing. But is there a lack of physicality in Texas high school football due to like the popularity of like seven on seven and the spread spread passing game it's like if you're i do i do i don't agree with that 100 percent, but i do think that the you do sorry i do think that the idea or whatever theory that like a true like absolute talent and more of a skill position is going to be playing on offense like that's just how it's gone and like with the way the college is gone and now the nfl obviously like the true freak athletes are playing offense they're not playing defense and i think that kind of leads to you know the lack of skill on the back end and the secondary and if there's if you can't make it up with physicality then it's just it looks bad yeah i i just the miss tackling i think is honestly might be a bigger issue than the lack of pass rush frankly because even if you don't get a pass rush, you know it's one of those things that can cover up a bad pass rush a bad you know, if you a bad rush defense, like if you can get a tackle and play bend don't break, then it's not that big of a deal. But the Puka Williams looks like freaking, I don't know who Leonard Fournette out there looks like Barry Sanders. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so frustrating to watch. It's, I mean, it's not even that they're wide open. Like, it's he's making some decent plays. I will give those receivers. They had a couple like absolutely like really good catches, like that one on the sideline. Um, on our sideline, that was a good, really good catch. But it was still compounded, compounded, compounded by the worst tackling possible. I right. don't know what it, it. I don't know what you've came to fix it. And we've <laughs> seen it for however many years. I mean, this goes back to Charlie Strong days. Yeah, it does. It does. It, no, it's a, it's a definitely a, a. I think it's more of a bigger issue than just Texas, um, the University of Texas. That is, I think it definitely goes back to seven on seven and where the more athletic guys are going. I mean, it, we've had we've had bad defenses for a while, so. Right, I don't know. It's. I mean, we've got Anthony Cook, B.J. Foster, Marvin Overshawn, uh, B. Jones. All four actually, of those guys. I'm going to give Anthony Cook a little bit of praise. He, I thought he actually played pretty. All four of those guys were five star recruits. That's sad. Yeah. BJ Foster, the, the, the BJ Foster being hurt theory, I think is the most evident because we've seen how physical he can play yeah. when he's a hundred percent healthy and he's not I doing mean, that. Same with Chris Brown. I don't know if we're like having trouble developing their talent. And I just, I don't know what, what the deal is. I mean, again, it's so easy to get real negative after like a couple rough weeks, but we just need to somehow find one game to get our swagger back, and I hope versus a really, really, really bad de- uh, offense, TCU, we can do that. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know. You need to find a, a true – let's start with an actual defense. Like, this is the defense we are running for the rest of the season. Okay? Yeah. Like, that's it. I don't care who's hurt. Like, whatever. Because we rolled out the seventh different defense, like, scheme-wise. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. Like, why don't we just stick with the one that worked against Oklahoma State <laughs> And run that the rest of the season. I understand like Stearns get hurt and you got to change it up, but sorry, like you teach everyone. Every, everyone knows the assignments. Then you should be able to take his spot and move on. Right. 
and it's Orlando for some reason just hasn't done that. I mean, Herman hasn't done that too. I, it's really frustrating to think about. It's high school. Like, high school teams run the same damn defense every single week. Like, Patterson, uh, this weekend, he'd run the same exact defense for 20 fucking years. Man, that doesn't I, – I feel worse. I, <laughs> we won, but – I it, don't feel it, better. This this win tasted like a loss. It was yeah, oh, 100% did. Because you had to block a field goal and return it. Was it a field goal field. and a PAT or just a Sorry, field goal? excuse me. Block a field goal and block a PAT and return the PAT to win. Oh, my gosh. Against Kansas. Roach out for the first half doesn't help, but, like, made up for it with that block kick, so who cares? Hmm. Okay. Are we done? I don't want to talk about that game anymore. I don't either. Hey, we are 3-1 in the Big 12, 5-2 overall. Okay, let's talk about that for a little – just real quick. Looking ahead. Because Baylor's a lot better than people thought. Yep. Iowa State's looking better each week. Brock Purdy, by the way, is uh, ahead of, I believe, Hertz, and I'm I know Ellinger in terms of passing yards. Wow. Uh, yeah, he is uh, currently fifth in the country in yards per game, and in overall yards, he is fifth in the country, ahead of Tua, ahead of. By the way, Shane is seventh in the country. Good night. And Hertz and El- Hertz is nine. Ellinger's ten. Wow. So, going Look, looking ahead, we've yeah. got five games left, which seems like very little. Um, two of which are against very bad offenses, TCU and Kansas State. Right. So, I mean, Iowa State and Baylor are going to be tough games, but Tech at home, you know, thanks day after Thanksgiving, um, Tech hasn't been necessarily great this year, but they always have a semi decent decent offense. So, I mean. Our defense at least should be able to handle TCU and Kansas State, but they've got to find a way to step up versus Iowa State and Baylor. Also, those games are going to be ugly. They're, and the Iowa State on the road, I think, is the scariest because it's Ames and weird things happen in Ames, Iowa on a Thursday night, quote-unquote, Mac Brown. Even though the game's on a Saturday, I know that, but sh- shut up. And the, the Baylor, I think the defense, Baylor's defense is not getting enough credit. Brewer's a good quarterback, but – Rule's done a really good job, and they lost their leading tackler. And that middle linebacker, I think his name is like Clay Johnson. They lost him two weeks ago, and they still played really well. Um, who they played this past week? Shit. I can't remember. But, yeah, basically you have Baylor and Iowa State. Shit. I don't know. I, 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 if I had to pick right now, I'd say we're not going to the Big 12 Championship. Well, I mean, if our defense plays the way it has, no, there's no way. But right. we've got a lot of time, a lot of games to have a few weeks to improve and get healthy and see where it takes us. So I guess so. I guess that's true. And yeah, maybe yeah, you get this week, you get a good defensive game against a you know one-dimensional TCU, which we'll get into. Get Stearns back. Maybe some things change. We said it'd be the first episode this year that our defense was going to be a problem, and here we are. So I thought it would be more of like a linebacker issue. And honestly, a D line, interior D line issue. If we don't have Conjure Coburn this year, can you imagine where we are? That'd be bad. All right, we're done. Let's change this up. Let's put this more on a positive mood. Hold on, I'm I'm, I'm unplugging the headphones, John. 
John. Yeah. Okay. Now time for our everyone's new favorite segment. Call a random fan. Um, <laughs> we've got a certain Fort Worth lined up. Since we're with TCU playing, we've got a nice Fort Worth uh, centered um, call, and we've got a good uh, TCU Texas trivia question to ask. So let's uh, give old Mister Richard Walker Dias a call. Hey, Walker. Yeah. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> currently recording the Beers and Tears podcast, which you're, you you are now on currently live. Wow. How do you what feel? Do you, you, I feel honored to have been on your podcast, Stuart. What? Me with some deep questions. You should be. So John's here as well. What uh? What are your overall thoughts, just in TCU in general? If we lose to the Purple Aggies, <laughs> I, could, I would do some bad, bad things to myself that I can't say on your podcast. <laughs> you sure? I mean, We've said some would, bad things on here. Let's let's just say you would never see me again. <laughs> John, do you have any questions for Walker? I would I would never. You, you wouldn't see my face again in Fort Worth. And I, I, I mean, I would much rather lose. To OU. I'd rather lose to OU two years in a row than lose to TCU this year. Ooh. I love that. I love how Fort Worth people are so like – a TCU game is like their OU game. It's unbelievable. John, you don't realize they, these they people. They're a powerhouse program, and they, they haven't done anything. They'll be irrelevant for the next 10, 15 years. <laughs> That's a great question. Walker, how many times has TCU – or what is the overall record between TCU and Texas? What do you think? 89. 89. Um, hmm. Don't say 69. Nice. Uh, let's say uh, 75 and 14. 63 to 25. And but I like, I like the positivity. In one, there's there's one tie in there. Walker, uh, when, yeah. was, when was the first game played between Texas and TCU? Uh, 1962. 1897, you were uh, a nice 70 years off. Um, where, and, hey, I'm still swinging. In what city was that game played? That game was played in Austin. That game, was, that game was played in Waco, Texas, where TCU was once located. People forget that. God, Walker, dude. what was the... Well, that, that, was a, that was a good relocation. <laughs> I mean, you, could, you, could, you could go to school in Baylor or in Waco, or you could go to school in Fort Worth. I mean, that's pretty simple. Walker, yeah, that was, a, that was like a institutional like change that probably saved TCU from being like a completely terrible university. Walker, what was the score to the Texas TCU game in on November sixteenth, nineteen seventy four? What? <laughs> what? Weren't you supposed to give me some briefing on this? Maybe. <laughs> no, no. maybe Texas, 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 eighty-one, TCU sixteen. Holy shit, we scored eighty-one points. TCU had a powerhouse defense back then. Even I thought they were supposed to be known for their defense. They are known for their defense, Walker. It was an off year. Holy crap, we went from nineteen sixty-eight all the way till nineteen ninety-one. That's crazy. Problem was back then. What? 
They didn't have they didn't have you and I on the uh, O line out there. That's a good point, Walker. That's quarterback really... was just getting sacked every other play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Walker, we appreciate it. You're very you. <laughs> We love all the comments. We love the uh, candid candid uh go stars and I'll see you this weekend. All right, see you this weekend. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done, Walker. That was I'm, awesome. I'm so glad that we ended up calling him because we were debating who to call beforehand. And I was like, man, this could either go really bad or really good. To all the others, stay, you know, stay uh, ready for any call between Mondays and Thursdays, usually around this time of 7 o'clock. Yeah, so just when you're sitting at home watching Peaky Blinders or whatever the hell Walker was doing, I don't want to know what he was doing. Um, being, yeah, make sure you answer us if we call you because, you know, it's going to be something important. really important. Yeah. Okay. As Walker mentioned, we are playing TCU this weekend, or as Walker so eloquently put, the Purple Aggies. The Purple Aggies are 3-3 three and three overall with a 1-2 and two in Big 12 play with consecutive losses to Iowa State and Kansas State. They beat Kansas um, before they played Iowa State. Uh, pretty rough start. I, I mean, most people didn't think they were going to be this that great because of their lack of quarterback and their overall offense in general, even with Jalen Rager, who's an absolute freak of a – wide receiver but he's only got three touchdowns on the season the starting quarterback is this guy named max dugan from iowa he is tall lanky kid pretty good runner not a good thrower i think he's barely over 50 percent completion percentage but he's yet to throw a pick mostly because he just had they don't really let him throw the ball it's not your typical cumby um you know aired out offense they don't have kenny trill they don't got trey deuce they don't got any of that anymore or what's his name? What's his name from last year? Transferred. Sean what was Robinson. the little uh, receiver name? Kevontae Turpin, the guy yeah. who got found with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Him. That was probably the third time he'd been found with a gun, but only the first time that uh, uh, they'd been found. He'd been found with a gun publicly. Um, but yeah, he he is no longer there. He was kicked off the team in the middle of last season. But anyways, oh, their sense. offense is completely run centered, and Dugan is a good runner, and he's going to be keeping the ball a lot. Uh, they're favorite run or sorry their best running back is a guy named Darius Anderson he's averaging around five yards per carry he is legit he will make you mad he's gonna bust a couple one a couple big ones and it's gonna suck how do you pronounce the other guy's name I'm not even gonna try Timu Saliani um the their deep it's he's a hockey player never mind the their defense is very obvious you know very typical Patterson still runs the four two five, but it's a uncharacteristically bad defense compared to years past. They just don't have the firepower off the edges what they normally do with like a couple good DNs or you know whoever. The really crazy like white linebacker they always have. They've got one of those, but they still like they're replacing Ty Summers and that Blacklock dude from last year who was or sorry Blacklock's back. They're replacing Ty Summers from last year who was like yeah the crazy converted you know tight end or whatever that turns into an all you mean black shear or black hawk black something i can't remember black lock yeah okay sure. black lock and uh they've got a good interior d-line couple good uh d tackles but their safeties are just kind of big physical guys that love supporting the run but they can't really help play in coverage they're one of the worst in the nation in open receiver rate which is kind of a subjective stat but basically just you know in coverage they're not as not they're not great 
Malcolm, or sorry, Malcolm Gladwell, sorry, not his name. Gladney is their uh, best cornerback. He's got a bunch of starts, but again, not the best talent in the world. Um, he had a rough game last year. I think he had two PI calls up against him. Hmm. So, yeah, it's an interesting game because it's kind of atypical TCU team that we've seen compared to the years past. They're going to try and run the ball a lot, and they're going to be looking at the OU tape and be salivating for very good reasons and looking at Puka Williams' tape and being so excited. And I, I don't know what we do to stop it. It's going to be so interesting to see where do you see where – where Joseph Asai plays is going to yeah. be a good indicator of how we attack this. Um, so, you know, I haven't really watched a full TCU game this year because who cares about TCU – when they're not good, there's getting no coverage at all. Um, I know your cousin's gonna love that. I <laughs> I know that they the LSU, almost said LSU the SMU game was a tight one, um, and that they they dominated Kansas, but they are pretty desperate for another Big Twelve win at this point. So not only is there the you know wanting to beat the University of Texas being TCU, but they need they are desperately in need of a Big Twelve win too stay out of the bottom end of the barrel in terms of the of the big 12 so definitely interesting to see how our um defense is able to do versus a, a run-based offense like you mentioned i'm hoping to see osai have a great game um and demarvion if he's healthy as well so we'll see i think it helps us as a 230 game not being a night game in fort worth which i don't think is that intimidating of an environment but i think Anytime you don't play at night on the road is, is definitely helpful. Definitely. No, we kind of got lucky this is not a night game because every single year, every single time we play it in Fort Worth, they always bring out all the stops, and they know that this is basically their Super Bowl, especially this year when it's a down year when they're not really competing for anything. They're basically trying to see if they can go to the go back to the Cheez-Its Bowl. Um, Jalen Rager, just real quick, is that receiver we talked about. He's an absolute freak. Only got three touchdowns, but he's gonna have he's gonna break a big one. Just get ready for that. Also, Darius Anderson's averaging seven yards a carry. I just looked that up. Yeah, I, was, I didn't want to correct you. I don't want to be that guy. I'm sorry, my bad. Also, real quick shout out, J- Jonathan Song. He is their kicker. He uh, went to high school with me. Was our ki- my kicker in, uh, on our high school football team as a true freshman. He's kind of a stud. He is a hundred percent on extra points and ninety-two percent on field goals so far, um, and he is. Five of five between thirty and forty yards. So, sorry, between twenty and forty yards uh, on the season. He's hmm. hit all of his field goals between that range. Just something to think about. This one might get tight with all the running that's going to be going on. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Going into it, I I like to feel confident just because I, I I think that our offense Sam can throw the ball for a good amount this game. But you know that Patterson's going to have something cooked up to try and slow that down. Um, I, the one thing is they just don't have a great rush. And so I think Sam's going to have a good enough time to kind of dice everything up. Yeah. Big, big game for Colin Johnson. They don't have, you know, physical corners. Duvernay going to do his thing. So that's, that's the one thing I was going to say last – I mean, last year the receivers had a field day against TCU. Remember the – I mean, Colin Johnson had a sick catch. Yeah. I remember the pick six, one of the couple picks that Caden Stearns had. So mm-hmm. um, I think it comes down to, one, the receivers really kind of being the, setting the tone. I mean, we know our offense is lacking a rushing attack. I don't think Keontae is really going to be pushing 100 this game, but I really think yeah. if we're able to get the ball out to Colin and get out to Duvernay, 
uh, you know, anyone else, Jake Smith, who can have really break this thing open and give Sam some uh, really good options out in the, out, I mean, I guess out deep. Uh, I think it should be fine on offense, but I mean, I think the true question is, is what does this defense do? Like, right. what what can they do on the road? I mean, we did okay, like on the road versus West Virginia. That was right, yeah. Except for like the opening drive, but um, I think, yeah, I hate to I hate to say it, but I think Texas loses 31-28, mm. uh, Texas loses. I, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm obviously very biased against TCU, probably more biased than I am for Texas. <laughs> I think that, like, the everything I just mentioned, I just don't believe um, in their quarterback is going to be able to make the difference. And if it turns into, like, the slog fest of us just stopping the run. And slog? Getting, wow. Yeah. And uh, we're – stuff in the box and trying to make this kid throw and he just can't yeah. do it so i'm gonna say texas 45 tcu 38 track me yeah it's gonna be fun i like the over just as my play of the week probably um shout out to wild acre brewing uh those are oh yeah sponsor last year that's my beer of the week this week just GT, gtbo um as well yes gtbo but I, yeah year. Definitely shout out to them for everything they did for us last year, and they definitely deserve a uh, to be the beer of the week um, with the tradition of choosing the team we're playing. So, great brewery. Uh, all right, games of the week. Pretty, pretty U of H playing SMU right now. Yeah, U of H playing SMU right now. Go Shane. Um, pretty solid week. Uh, not a ton of games, but there's some three really good ones. Wisconsin at Ohio State, 11 a.m. Fox. Ohio State is minus 14 and a half. That's the uh, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt game. Gus Johnson. Uh, was I don't know. The Illinois game for Wisconsin seems like kind of a fluke. I know at the end they like he fumbled and then threw a pick. I, I, it was just a weird, weird ending. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Wisconsin's still pretty good, but this is by far the best team they've seen. So I like Ohio State to win. I don't know if I like them enough to cover, though. That's a lot. A lot of points. Got to bet the you've got to bet the points, not the team, John. Um, Auburn LSU this weekend. That's kind of like been overshadowed for some reason. I know. Long. Yeah, you, you're right. Um, I think Auburn has kind of lost a lot of momentum. I don't know. I guess that Florida game kind of took a lot of air out of their balloon. But I think LSU. I I see your notes. I agree with. I think LSU dominates. Goes into the bye week, um, getting ready for Alabama. So. Yeah, I, I just Joe Burrow is really good, and Nix, Bo Nix, as a true freshman, um, in, in Death Valley for the first time, have fun with that, bud. That sounds yeah. Awesome. If it was at Auburn, if it was at Auburn, I'd have a different perspective on it. But I think it's being at Death Valley is too much, too much for them. And I think LSU goes into uh, Tuscaloosa, and we're gonna have a number one versus number two. So mm-hmm. game of the century replay. Uh, Notre Dame at Michigan, six o'clock on ABC. This is a pick'em. Night game at the big house, very underrated atmosphere. They don't do it very often. Um, I remember when they first did it a couple years ago. When it was Carter awesome. It was really cool. I forgot that was, they that's played. a good game. Was it? It was Notre Dame. Was it Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a really cool game. Um, and I remember that they won that game too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I can't believe in Shea Patterson. He's not good. That offense is just awful. Even though the defense is pretty good and the offense came back against Penn State down – um, scored 21 in the fourth, I believe. I know it was all in the second half. I think 
might have all been in the fourth quarter too. Yeah. Ian Book's a good quarterback, and I think Notre Dame's got a good enough defense to hold him off. Notre Dame wins. Yeah, I think Notre Dame wins. There's been too much bad publicity around Harbaugh this week. I think it's been going to distract him. So. Oh, yeah. He came out with that note said he's like not going to the NFL. Yeah, just a lot of distractions. So I think Notre Dame goes in there and wins a tight game. Okay, that's all we got. Go get a win this weekend, man. Yeah, I need I'm, I'm going to be deep in enemy territory. Go get a win. Go get go into the bye week. You know, get healthy. This is a huge turning point in the season right here. So yeah, you're 100. This is a big yeah. moment. All right, big, thanks for, big program win. Let's go. Thanks for listening. Okay.